Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 53 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking with Mariah Tomkinson about making the most of your time. She talks about why it's important that a business owner start making productivity and time management a priority. And then we talk about how you can actually start to do that in your own business. Mariah shares the kinds of techniques that we should have in place to get more done, uh, how she sets goals, and make sure that she gives time for those things to work and see if they will benefit her business. We also discuss how our habits can affect our productivity, what Mariah's weekly schedule looks like, and how we know if our current time management strategies are actually working. I'm excited for this episode because I know that this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. And so if you are working on your time management and you're trying to figure out how to make the most of the time that you have, make sure to tune into this episode. Mariah runs Bloom Hustle Grow, where she helps overwhelmed female entrepreneurs navigate the twists and turns of the entrepreneurial journey by establishing strategic direction, crafting actionable plans, and building processes that allow them to hustle easier. She has an MBA and a BS in business with a concentration in marketing and has spent many years saying, that's a great idea, but how are we going to execute that? Make sure that you check out her website and the blog posts that we reference if you are interested in some of the techniques and apps that we talk about. Now let's get to the show. Hi, Mariah. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Samantha. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. So I read your bio at the top of the show, but can you tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and what you do? As we know, I'm Mariah. (laughs) And I um, live in sunny San Diego with my husband. And we've been in California for a little over three years now, but I'm originally from North Carolina. Every time we travel, people are like, where are you traveling from? We say San Diego, and then they're like, no, but where are you from? (laughs) (laughs) So um, I've been in business for about two years. I have a business background. I have an MBA and an undergrad in marketing. And for a long time, I knew I kind of wanted to start my own business, but I really struggled figuring out what my passion was. Um, But I kind of figured out my passion is other entrepreneurs. So it's other people pursuing their dreams and their passion in their business. Because I'm always like, oh my God, you have your own business, da 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 da, and corner people at parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think all of us as entrepreneurs love to meet other people who are doing businesses or will come up with business ideas for the people that we meet. I've done that quite a few times. <laughs> yes, that's me. I'm like, have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about doing that? What about partnering with this person? They're like, oh my God, I'm really freaked out now because I don't of any of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get started in the business that you're doing now? Like, and what exactly do you do? How do you serve people? So I'm a strategic business coach and I really focus on getting good foundations of your business in place with systems and routines and processes to really back up the strategy you need to build the business that you want. And I work with people in the beginning phases of their business. So I kind of help them cut through the overwhelm of figuring out like all the different directions that you can go in to market your business. And then I help people in the later stages of their business where they've maybe gotten too much on the hustle train and they need to pull back and 
and figure out kind of where they should put their focus and strategically kind of trim some things away that aren't really truly serving them. Okay. So today we're talking about making the most of your time, which I think really relates to that because you're trying to figure out what is the most valuable stuff for you to work on? How should you be spending your time so you're not doing all of the things and getting really overwhelmed? So let's start by talking about why it's important that business owners and entrepreneurs start making productivity and time management a priority. Well, so there's a lot of cliches within time management productivity, and a lot of them are pretty true. So because we all have the same 24 hours in the day. So unlike Beyonce, most of us are not able to buy another seven days within our 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is our only like we are very constrained by the time that we have. So the time that we have has to be well spent doing the things that make the biggest impact on our business and moving us forward towards our goals. And that truly, that's why you really want to focus on productivity and time management, because otherwise you're spending time and energy um, on things that aren't getting you towards where you want to grow your business. Yeah, I think we've all gotten sucked down the rabbit hole of spending time on Facebook. We get on, we're going to go comment on some posts, and then we end up just scrolling through our feeds for hours. And you come away and you're like, I didn't get anything done today, but I spent all day on my computer. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, a lot of us do get in that thing where we're using all of our energy, we're exhausted at the end of the day, but we have very little to show for it. So once people start to realize that like, this has to be a priority, we have to figure out how we can make the most of our time. How do we start to improve our time management? So There are tons of ways that you can work on your time management because there are tons of factors that impact your productivity and your time management. But if you're just getting started, I highly recommend that you start tracking your time so you can actually see where your time's being spent in your day to day. A lot of us are really bad at estimating. We overestimate, we underestimate. So tracking your time gives you a baseline to start working off of. It also reveals a lot of things that you might not realize are huge distractions Or, you know, like we mentioned, um, you might not realize really how many times you scroll Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any apps that you recommend or things that can help people track their time? I do. Um, There's actually a lot of different ways to do it. You can do it simply by pen and paper if you want and just, you know, jot down every time you move to a new task or as you're going. Of course, that doesn't always help with the Facebook scrolling because sometimes we don't document things like that. There's a lot of different ones that you can use on your phone or on the computer. Okay. And I actually have a blog post about that. Okay. (laughs) It might be easier for people to check out because there's a whole list of options. All right. Well, then I will link to that in the show notes for people to check out. So once we've started tracking our time, and I've done this in my business, and it's helpful because I know what I'm spending time on. I know how long things start to take for my client projects, but also just for the day-to-day business stuff, what would be the next step after we've sort of got a handle on doing that? Then I recommend you prioritize your time. So really look at how you're spending your time and ask yourself, are these tasks that are really getting you towards your goals? Because, you know, if you're spending half your day on social media, like how much does social media really impact your business? Um, There's a lot of things that we do and they're important to our business and they're important to our visibility, but they're not actually kind of in the day to day where we're spending most of our time on it, giving us that return of investment on the time. Okay. So it's about figuring out 
where we should spend our time and what's actually going to help us grow our business, whether we're seeing that as like monetary value right away or if it's like a long-term strategy. Exactly. So what kinds of techniques should we have in place in order to get more of the things we want to do done and to really take those priority things and focus on them? So a big one, I think, is actually learning to work within time blocks and learning to manage your schedule where you're going to be your like, most productive and you have the highest energy throughout the day, putting those tasks first. So a lot of times in business, we get really wrapped up in doing kind of the hustle, as I like to say, and that's things that are important to our business, but they're not necessarily the core of our business because your time is much better spent maybe reaching out to past clients or coming up with a new program than, say, spending those two hours at the beginning of your day on Facebook. Um, I do think Facebook is a valuable resource for us to network, and I've met a lot of really wonderful people through Facebook groups. But at the same time, it's you know if you're spending the first two hours of your day when that's your peak energy time, it's not necessarily the best use of your time in your business. So you talked about peak energy time, and I I think I've learned that that it's an experiment you have to do and see when you're the most creative, when do you like working and can get in the zone really quickly. And you make either sort of the content creation tasks happen then or the client work for me is a big thing then because my creative brain is working and then put the other things in times when you're not like quite as in the zone, but they're also not things you have to be really focused on. Yes, exactly. It's kind of identifying those tasks that you can do when maybe you're not, you know, at your peak. And it's really important. And that, again, time tracking can help with that um, to identify kind of how and where you work best. I also highly recommend that you schedule out your day. This is a simple one, but you'd be surprised how many people don't do that. And they don't really connect their schedule back to their actual goals. So you want to make sure that you're scheduling in time for those things that are going to move you towards whatever your business goals are. And that kind of takes us to the other one is that you need to have business goals (laughs) because you need to have a direction to your day to day because as business owners, there's a million and one things you could be focusing on. So that's why that laser focus is really important. And for you to say, okay, this is my goal. How is that translating into my day to day work? Do you have an example of time blocking your days, sort of planning those out so that you are focusing on the goals instead of just trying to, you know, do all of the little things that come up? Yep. So I really recommend, um, like a lot of people call them power hours or CEO hours or other things like that, is to at least block, I would say, two hours a day and just get in a habit of it where you have two hours a day where you work on a core part of your business something that's core to reaching your goal. Um, And it kind of depends on where your business is at and what you're doing. So it could be working on client work and maybe going the extra mile for a client that you want to become a long-term client. Or it could be researching places to hang out for potential clients or cold calling, emailing potential clients. It kind of depends where you're at in your business. But it's dedicating like two solid hours where you're working on something that you know is going to advance you towards your goal. 
So you do that or you recommend doing that every day and just having two hours in that peak time to work on that sort of thing and making that the priority. Yes. Okay. So what if somebody has the client base and so they don't want to spend that time on clients? What are some other things they might do in those two hours a day? During that time, you can really you know, take a step back and evaluate um, who you're working with, the clients that you're working with. I honestly think a lot of people don't realize how much time that they spend on a lot of their different packages. If you're a service-based business, sometimes you have multiple packages and some packages are actually more profitable than other packages. So it's really beneficial to kind of take a pause and then really dig into kind of how much time are you putting into certain services um, and are you getting that return on investment? The other thing a lot of later stage entrepreneurs can do is actually try to come up with programs or courses. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a course. It can be a group program or something like that. Because basically you want to try, as you grow your business, you want to minimize trading hours for dollars. That makes sense. And so we're really trying to pick a block of time where we're working on growing the business, doing whatever it takes to actually move forward in business instead of getting stuck in you know, the little tasks that I have to do this and I have to send that email and I have to comment on so many Facebook posts. It's about the bigger picture goals. Yes, exactly. And it's really about taking a step back and not just being in the constant hustle because, you know, a lot of times it does take really good routines and habits to build your business. But sometimes those can actually hinder you as your business grows because you've gotten into those routines, but you're not stopping to evaluate, are they still serving me in the same way that they did when I started? Do you know what your dream clients see when they come to your website? The only way to figure out how your dream clients are using your website and what makes them leave is to ask them. I've created a special UX test guide that you can get at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. Inside, you'll learn how to structure a user experience test to get the best results, 18 questions to help you really see your website through their eyes, and my favorite way to find dream clients to help you. You need to look at every stage of your client's journey from landing on your website to completing the final goal through their eyes so that you know what to change right now to start converting more visitors into clients. Get the guide at lemonandthesea.com uxtest. So we're going to talk about habits in a minute, but I wanted to ask if you had any quick tips for setting goals that then we can sort of make priorities. So I like to always start with goal setting from a monetary standpoint. So basically what you do is, you know, you figure out kind of what you want your monthly income to be or your yearly income. And then you ask yourself, how am I going to make that? So what, what am I going to offer to get to that number. Um, You know, if you have different packages, if you are planning on developing a course or, you know, whatever it is that you offer, how does that make up that number? And then you go from there and that translates down into your marketing strategy. So you look at how, if you're a little bit later on, you know, how have I been getting clients? How can I capitalize that? Or what things do I need to be trying now to really get clients in the door? That may be learning Facebook ads or, you know, networking more or spending your time on different, depending on what your marketing strategy is, it's kind of committing that time to market to get those sales, essentially. That's, I think, the simplest way to really have a plan that's going to help you grow your business. Okay, that makes sense. 
Because to me, that makes it easy because if I know, okay, I need to make this much and this is how much a package might cost, then I know, okay, I need to spend my time marketing or I need to spend my time on calls with potential clients or maybe I need to spend my time creating some passive income so that I can sort of see where the time is going to need to happen in order to reach those monetary goals that you know, come from the services or the products that I'm providing. Yep, exactly. And it's really about if you're later in business um, and you you know, have some good experience marketing, you say, how can I capitalize on that? If you're newer in business, it's about kind of embracing the experiment, but doing it in a very strategic, smart way and being like, okay, I'm going to focus on this particular channel because I think it's going to work for me. Um, and then evaluating. I like to plan within 90 days. Um, and evaluating kind of how something's working in those 90 days. And, you know, should I keep investing time in that or should I move to a new strategy? Yeah, I think that's a really good point that when people start out in business, we're trying to do everything and we want to try all of these new things and we never give something enough time to see if it's actually working where, you know, we'll try it for a couple of days or a week. And if we don't immediately get the results that we want, we think, oh, well, this isn't working. I'm going to jump to something else. But, you know, you mentioned giving yourself 90 days to really get into it, to make it something that you're really investing your time and your effort in and then seeing if it's giving you what you need out of it. Exactly. And in the online world, as we all know, it's extremely busy. You know, we're all vying for a lot of attention in a lot of different ways. So it really takes time for your audience to notice you. So a lot of that, even sometimes within 90 days, you're not necessarily going to get a slew of clients. But if you're kind of seeing more traction, you're seeing more engagement, you're seeing more people visiting your site or booking a discovery call, that can be a good indication, even though it's not like your main goal, that you're on the right track, though. Yeah. So I want to go back to the habits now. So how do our habits affect our productivity? And then how can we create habits that benefit us? So our habits really impact our day to day because they're kind of that part in your brain where you're on autopilot, right? So we can go back to the Facebook example. And I'm going to be honest, I have a horrible habit of picking up my phone and just scrolling mindlessly. Um, And it will suck up like 15 minutes, you know, at any given time. And I'm just, you know, I get bored or I get distracted for a minute or just like something's hard. And so I'm like, I'm going to just pick up my phone and like mindlessly scroll and maybe like a couple of things. Um, So that's personally a bad habit that I have to break. But it's really kind of it impacts how disciplined you are. It impacts how focused you are throughout the day, um, because we have bad habits where particularly when something is hard, that we're kind of trying to reach a goal that is hard or learn something new in our business and having to develop a new skill. A lot of times we'll let bad habits sneak in because we don't want to do the hard thing. Good habits can really help break you through some of those kind of mindset and motivation problems you have (laughs) or you might have. Okay. So how do we figure out which habits we should be creating, um, like the good habits we want, and how can we really get those to be part of our day-to-day so that we're seeing the benefits from them? So I actually do recommend creating an ideal day. I actually like to say ideal week because I really just don't feel like that a single day can incorporate everything I want to see, you know, within my life and my business. So 
it's really important to kind of be like, you know, what does your ideal day look like? What's included in it? How is it balanced? Are you like checking things off your list? How does that make you feel? You know, are you working out? Are you getting exercise? Things in your day that really light you up and keep you energized. So all of those are habits, essentially, right? Like going to the gym is a habit. Sitting down and working on something that really fires you up is basically a habit. So it's really important to kind of know what do you want your day to look like and then identify things that aren't supporting that. You know, so is scrolling on Facebook supporting me reaching my goal? Not at all. Yeah. I don't think any of us imagine in our ideal day that we spent two hours on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Or that maybe that we sat at our desk and we didn't eat lunch and we didn't shower and we feel like crap, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day. That's not really an ideal day either. So it is about really saying, like, what do I want out of my day? What do I want to feel like? And, you know, at the end of the day, how do I want to feel and what do I want to have accomplished? Yeah, I've done the ideal day exercise and it's really helpful. But there are still times that I struggle with because I'm an entrepreneur, I work from home. My time is very flexible in a lot of ways, but that flexibility can be almost overwhelming because I want to go to a yoga class one day and then I want to go hang out with my friends on this day. And I almost wish sometimes that I had like a nine to five that I had to show up for and I couldn't leave in the middle of the day to go work out. So <laughs> I don't know if you struggle with that or know other people who do. Yes, I actually think managing your time is one of the like kind of one of the bigger hurdles of starting your own business, even though you think, oh, it's going to be great. And this is kind of where scheduling your day comes in and can be really valuable because you're like, nope, like you can't, you do have to trick yourself and be like, nope, I scheduled it. This is my schedule. I have to stick to it. And again, kind of your ideal day can help with that because, you know, it should be balanced. So, and again, I like to say ideal week because I might want to go have lunch with a friend in the middle of the day, but I can't do that every single day, obviously, but maybe I can have it as part of my ideal week to do that on Fridays. So it's really important to establish a schedule for yourself like you have a nine to five. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be nine to five because you do get enjoy that flexibility, but it's important to establish a schedule and discipline for yourself to be able to work within because when we don't have a schedule, um, you actually get your brain gets fatigued because it's like you're constantly making decisions about every little thing. What time am I going to eat lunch? What time am I going to shower? You know, what am I going to have for lunch? Do I, you know, go to yoga or do I write my next blog post? Um, yes. so can actually like make you more tired and less productive. Yeah. That makes me feel better. My constant struggle is, do I go to yoga class today or not? And like trying to decide whether or not I want to go is more tiring than just getting up and going and coming back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so really, I would recommend that you choose, you know, you go ahead and say to yourself, okay, you know what, being healthy or going to yoga um, is really important to my week. So I am going to block off this time and go. Um, and then, you know, you may need to adjust and work a little later in the day. So maybe you don't clock out at five, maybe you clock out at six or what, you know, whatever you need to do to be able to do like your regular workday, like the hours that you've committed to working for your business. But it's totally fine to say, you know what, I'm going to take advantage of being my own entrepreneur. And this is something I want in my week. And again, that's why I like to say ideal week, because, you know, we might not have time to do those things every day, but maybe you can do it 
once a week I go to lunch with a friend or, you know, these three days I go to yoga. Okay. So I know when I talked to Krista about managing multiple businesses, she sort of gave us an example of how she plans out her weeks in like bigger time blocks. Do you plan out your week sort of in big chunks of time or maybe you can like give us an example of how what your ideal week looks like so people can just get an idea of maybe what to include and how to lay that out? Yeah, of course. So I actually don't work well, super scheduled. So it is important to have a schedule, but I don't like to have each and every hour scheduled of my day. So how I structure my day is I have made exercise a priority lately. Um, So I go to Pilates classes, which really helps because they're at a scheduled time. So I do have a goal of going four times a week and I have certain days that I go to that. um, So that provides some balance within my day. So I kind of let myself get a slower start and I start work around nine o'clock. I go to yoga or I go to yoga. (laughs) I go to Pilates at six and then I, you know, eat breakfast, take a shower. I do a little business reading and then basically my goal is to be at my desk at 9 a.m. Unless I have client calls, then I always in the morning work for two hours on something that's goal related. So it just depends what my goals for that quarter or that month is, depending on how I set them up. So currently, I'm working on being better at engagement because that's something I'm not good at. (laughs) Um, So I actually am dedicating my first two hours to go into my the Facebook groups I've identified as being like ones I want to make sure I'm showing up in and just really working on my visibility and following up with people and things of that nature. So that's something I just literally just started, but it's a good example. And then since I do work with clients, like some of my days vary. So I kind of work around blocks of time within appointments. And usually I try to batch things like social media and blog posting um, and those more routine things, newsletters, stuff like that. But I try to work on those at least um, one block a time a week. Of course, like I'm not getting all those done in two hours. A lot of times if I don't get it done, I'll, I dedicate the first week of the month to trying to batch all of my blog posts, all of my newsletters, and then the social media that goes with those but I try to get two hours within a week to kind of help me build that up, if that makes sense. And then I usually have, I always um, break for lunch because I have to eat. I'm one of those hangry people and it's very scary. (laughs) (laughs) And I've also started meditating around like one or two o'clock, depending again, kind of how my day is when and the schedule is. And that has actually really helped with my energy in the afternoon to just be like, nope, I need a break. I'm going to like meditate and maybe read for like 20 minutes. That's basically how I schedule my day. And then, you know, of course, there's a lot of other things that happen. And I basically each week make a list of what needs to happen in the week and then schedule those into blocks of time that I have around appointments. Do you have like certain hours that your clients can schedule meetings or is it just whenever you're working in that whatever nine to five? Is that all open for clients or do you have like just certain periods set aside? Nope. It's all open for clients, um, except for Mondays. Monday mornings are blocked off. I don't take appointments um, generally on Monday mornings because I like to make sure I'm set for the week. So in case I don't like have all of my Instagram ready to go, I can work on that. Or in case I don't have a newsletter, you know, ready to go, I can work on that. Just, you know, to basically, because I don't like to start my week off frantic on a frantic foot. 
Yeah. Um, but I do recommend like if you're struggling, I'm extroverted. So I actually feel really like energized after I get off a call with a client and like, oh, you know, now I feel like better to write my blog post or do something that's, you know, connects with other people. But if you struggle with doing those appointments and then switching to client work or more creative work, then you probably do want to set a block schedule where you only take clients on certain days or certain weeks. And I think that works really well for a lot of people who struggle between switching from creative work to client work. Yeah, I'm an introverted person. So I have mine set aside where I'll have times every day that I'm like blocked off. You can't schedule a call during this time unless I specifically go in and do it myself. And then there are times that are it's open for people to schedule because if I have someone schedule three calls in one day, it's really overwhelming for me. And I feel like I can't give them my best because I'm just constantly worried about, okay, I've got this other call and how am I going to get all this done? So I have to make sure that my clients are, you know, only at set times when I can give them my full attention and my best energy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a great example of setting boundaries and, you know, knowing how you work best. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think people are always so interested to see like how other people schedule their week. I know that I am. And it's cool to just see what works for other people and try it out for ourselves. Exactly. It's all about experimenting. There is no like perfect time management system or perfect productivity. Because if it doesn't fit you and you hate it, you're not going to do it. Um, So I'm all about experimenting and finding your productivity formula. Okay. So how do we know if our current or the new time management strategies we're starting to implement are actually working for us? Oh my gosh. Samantha, this is such a good question and not one I get often. So I was so excited. So essentially you should feel less rushed, less frantic, and just calmer moving through your day. Obviously every day is not going to be perfect. There is no like perfect time management where you're never going to have an off day or you're never going to feel stressed because we can't control every single aspect of our lives. But the thing is, is we, we have to think about what we do need in our day to make it feel that way. So it's your responsibility really to establish routines, boundaries, and set your schedule so you don't feel like a hot mess every day. And it's part of just stepping back and being like, you know what, I'm booking clients back to back to back. I don't even have like a second to breathe or pee or whatever. Um, And it's to be like, okay, I have to stop that. And I need to fix my schedule. So I'm not feeling frantic and stressed. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's setting boundaries. And I think it's particularly in women, like we're really afraid to do that. Like we're afraid to tell clients, you know what, I'm only taking clients every other week or something like that. But a lot of times, you know, I think a lot of people are surprised that people don't even bat an eye. They're just like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think because we're in the real world, we're used to, there are hours that you can go and shop at the store or do whatever. Like people don't expect you to be available all the time. That's just an expectation we put on ourselves mostly. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, like we're, it's like, we forget that we are allowed to set boundaries and we can say, you know what, I'm not taking, you you know, I'm not taking appointments on Monday morning or I don't answer emails 24 hours a day, like expect it to take me 24 hours to answer emails or whatever it is that you need to create space and time in your day to day. I think the inbox is another big one that we forget to set boundaries around. Yes, that is a big one. And I always recommend people start that off early, like on your contact page, 
have, these are my work hours and I'll get back to your email within like 24 to 48 hours when I work and I don't work on weekends. Like give people a good idea of what those boundaries are early and then they'll respect them. Yeah, exactly. It's all just about communicating, hey, this is how I work and this is what I need. And as long as you communicate clearly with people and they have an expectation, most people will not have a problem with it at all. And the thing is, is like if you know, if you're working on my client work, I don't want to know that you're checking your email every 15 minutes while you're <laughs> say, designing my website or writing my coffee or whatever, right? Like nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I think this is really helpful. People, I know that I struggle with time management and I'm always trying to like figure out the exact thing. And I like did my ideal week. I laid it out and I tried it for a couple of months. And like now I'm in the point of my business where I'm like, okay, I'm going to transition this and see, okay, did those times actually work? And so it's all about just being flexible, giving it time to see if it works and then making changes as we need to. It is. It's all an experiment and it's going to change as your business changes as well. It's just the nature of how it is. It's, you know, your business doesn't stay static. So your schedule can't stay static either necessarily. Yeah. All right, then I'm going to wrap up with a couple of general questions that I ask everybody. And the first one is, can you give us an example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business? Um, I mean, it's really the core of my business. The better that I serve my clients, the more likely they're going to come back to me and the more likely they're going to recommend me. Um, So I really just think it's the core of what I do. It's all about serving my clients. And honestly, that's why I'm in business is to kind of make a difference and help other entrepreneurs because I want to see everybody who has that passion to bring, you know, whatever it is, their special talent, their skill to be their business. I want them to be successful at it. Okay. So tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. <laughs> so, um, of course, one is Trillo, which is an app that I use to organize all the things in business. <laughs> um, I'm basically obsessed about it and I tell everybody about it. Um, but it's just, it's a flexible management system that you can organize your day, you can organize your goals, you can organize your clients. Everything's in one place and it makes it super easy to get work done and to know what's, you know, all the moving pieces are all in one spot. And then the other thing is personal. And I would say Pilates, um, which I mentioned before, I finally gotten into a good exercise routine. I kind of hate exercise to be honest, (laughs) Um, but I finally found something that works for me. And I've been able to keep it up for about six months now where um, I've moved from, like I started out with three days a week and now I've moved into four days a week. That's awesome. I, that was one of the things I really struggled with when I started my business is getting out and exercising. I would spend all day behind my computer and never leave the house. Getting a dog helped. I now have to walk a dog a couple times a day and we recently joined the gym. So like I can go to classes and I can go in the evenings and work out. So that's been really nice. So if you are struggling with exercise, you should definitely find a way to make it part of your day. Absolutely. Um, I never gained the freshman 15, but I 100% gained the entrepreneur 15. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely a thing. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right. So what are you working on that's coming up in the future that you're excited about? 
Um, I'm just basically excited about the whole year. Um, I'm a huge clean slate person. So I'm, you know, really motivated by it's being like, there's a whole year in front of us, so much possibility. But I'm particularly excited about I have a couple new offerings that I'm just rolling out this year. And I'm trying to connect with my audience more. So I'm introducing some free workshops and things of that nature to kind of help people get more organized and productive in their business. Okay. And my last question is, where can people find you online? I'm on Instagram at Bloom Hustle Grow. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest with the same handle on all of those. So I'm most active probably on Instagram and Pinterest. And you have a website as well. Yes. And it's bloomhustlegrow.com. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this and just giving some tips for people who want to start making time management more of a priority so they can get stuff done. I'm excited to see how people can implement this in their businesses and what we can accomplish when we do. Me too. Thank you so much, Samantha, for having me on. And it was so lovely to get to talk to you about this. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.